so we've we've come to the end of of the year. We've come to oh. the end of 2016. What a year it's all been. Emotional. I know, right? How good has it been? Revenant, Donald Trump, Brexit. It's been a great year for all, right? <laughs> Just watch Syria, Brooker's White, yeah. then Syria, this. Yeah. So it only seems right that we that we do a, a bit of a top five films of 2016. We all pick our own top five. We'll, we'll count down in in reverse order, each revealing our five, all the way down to, to revealing our number ones. Before we do that, should we just quickly mention perhaps an honourable mention each? Sure. In the Go interest, on, I'll, I'll kick us off. I don't, Ian, I don't mind go. going first. Uh, so I'll, I'll pick an honourable mention that is not the sixth best film that just missed off on my top list, but one that I think really surprised me from a good sort of young director called Alex Ross Perry. The film was called Queen of Earth, starring <laughs> Catherine Waterston and Elizabeth Moss, two friends going to a cabin in the woods to kind of figure out where they're at in their own lives, what their relationship is, uh, and things go very, very skew-if. Yeah, it just completely caught me off guard. It was this sort of psychological, very feminine sort of drama, and up until another film, Always Shine, that came out in America at the end of uh, of last year, I thought this concept hadn't, you know, it was, it was, it's obviously, it's already inspired a whole nother film. Um, and yeah, I think it's well worth checking out. Thank you. Robbie? Uh, my honourable mention is Birth of a Nation. I feel like it was rightfully or wrongfully shrouded in quite a lot of controversy at its time of release. And I feel like it did it did pass a lot of people by. I thoroughly encourage everyone to go see it. Even if you end up hating it, at least there will be reasons for you hating it. If you want to hear more of my opinion, listen to episode 21. <laughs> oh, that's a callback. But otherwise, yeah. I think it's a film. it's a film that more people need to have seen. And therefore, my honourable mention of 2016. James, over uh, to you. My honourable mention will be the uh, documentary Notes on Blindness, which chronicled John Hull's descent into absolute blindness. And he takes us through his philosophy, his, his thoughts, his feelings, his emotions, his experiences as he was gradually losing his sight and everything that it meant that he was uh, leaving behind. But in a quite nice bit of hope towards the end actually everything that he was looking forward to uh, in the future and how he was accepting his fate and, uh, and what he could do with it rather than how it was going to hold him back which I thought was considering the subject a very uplifting documentary and one that considering it's about blindness looks and sounds absolutely fantastic and I would encourage anyone regardless of whether they're interested in in, in that kind of topic to, to seek out this film and just to to understand what it is like to uh, to be losing your sight so there we go so Aww. So that's the honourable mention podcast. <gasps> and now we'll do the, the number five fives. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's start at, at number five. I think that seems like a reasonable place to start. Okay. Ian, are you happy to start? Because it will be you every time. Absolutely. I don't mind. In at number five. At five. At five. Now available on Netflix. I'm going to go for Laszlo Nemez's Hungarian film, uh, Son of Saul, which when you think you've seen the Holocaust drama done dusted, Someone comes at it with a completely fresh perspective, close first-person view, a wonderfully ambiguous ending, which we all enjoy here at Straight Jack. And, yeah, just as gritty and as harrowing and as powerful as the subject should be. Just got absolutely everything right. And, yeah, it's one of... As I think with all of the films in our top fives, there, there will be something that will have stayed with us across the year. And it's been a good few months since seeing this. And, yeah, it's, um, it's powerful, potent stuff. At five for me is Arrival, 
Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> I still can't pronounce it. Despite us dedicating a whole episode to him, pretty much. <laughs> episode 19 and 20, for those interested. When watching it, I thought Amy Adams had completely sewn up Best Actress at every award ceremony for this 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 year. Yeah. Or is it last year? This, Next year. This year. This year. This year's worth Just Oscars. Oscar year. Um, yeah. I was genuinely blown away not only by the performance but how far lo-fi sci-fi Ian's favourite word has sort of come it is sci-fi but not not set it's a bit, in it's, space is it yeah there's, there's not a lot of explosions there's not a lot of aliens shooting lasers it, it still feels fairly indie and I think it's a great achievement it's sci-fi done right James at my number five when I was constructing my my uh, my, my top oh, five here we go 1944 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh dear, is it God created? No, um, <laughs> when I was constructing my top five, I, I thought, you know, the films that I realised I wanted in there were drama, you know, dramatic, emotional, uh, films that offered social commentary. Tears, laughter. Bingo. And I thought, you know, actually, we go to, to the movies, we go and watch films for entertainment. I thought, you know what, the film that I enjoyed more than any other film the film that I laughed more was Everybody Wants Some, the Richard Linklater, Richard Linklater's latest, which for me made me laugh more than any other film this year. It made me feel incredibly nostalgic about some of Linklater's earlier work as well. And it just made me love college or, or you know university again. It made me feel so nostalgic about that time of my life. And I think it's, um, it's a cracking film, slightly misogynistic, but still a hilarious <laughs> film. And and that's why it is at my number five. With a last minute uh, change around, at the very last... Passengers. I'm going to go for Midnight Special at number four. Having rewatched it, it's still an incredible, entertaining... It's one of the best uh, action films, as well as incorporating elements of sci-fi that you're likely to see, for me. And after re-watching it and realising that... Adam Driver's workings out aren't quite as ludicrous as they first seem. <laughs> it is all in there. Um, and the the eyes at the end, for all of you who've now pro- had the chance to get it on DVD, the final shot, pause it, pause it, pause it, he's definitely one of the aliens. That's what I'm going for. Is that a spoiler? It's right at the end, the final shot, pause it, that's he's the, one of the aliens. That's, a, that's an interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know who you're talking about. So. Could an, be anyone. Could be anyone. That's yeah. an interpretation. Take of it what you will, <laughs> if it's still in there after the edit. But no, it is it is wonderful. Michael Shannon, Kirsten Dunst, Joel Edgerton at their absolute best. And uh, it's just solid, just good, honest fun with a final scene that whether you like it or loathe it, I don't think you were expecting. And lovely, nostalgic uh, homage to Spielberg. At four for me is Nocturnal Animals. I, after the first two minutes, I was seriously concerned about uh, where this film was going. For those who have seen it, they'll understand why. And considering Aaron Taylor-Johnson was the supporting star in this film, again, there were, there were serious concerns I had and reservations I had about this film. However, it deserves the number four spot, even if it is just for the one scene, the, uh, hmm. the, the car scene, the confrontation, which... I have never felt like that in a cinema before. I was literally on the edge of my seat. It was, it's absolutely stunning. It's so well written, it's so well acted, and it deserves its spot, even if it's just for that. My number four is the aforementioned Son of Silk, which I think, as Ian has already sort of correctly said, that you know when you think you've seen every, every film and every incarnation of the Holocaust and, and, and the Holocaust story, 
This offers something completely new, completely fresh, equally as devastating, but shot in, in an incredible, incredible manner. And I think really did open my eyes to a more personal story in the Holocaust rather than just the generic tale and um, and, and retelling of the story that, that is usually described when we talk about Holocaust films. So yeah, that's my number four. Top three. Oh, it's big. Getting serious now. Didn't care about the other two. And number three it is a low-budget French film called Evolution, which is, I don't, is it a horror film? Challenge. Is it a, a sci-fi <laughs> film? It's an art film. I don't know. I don't know, but it's similar to what you just said, Robbie, in a, a segment of Nocturnal Animals made you feel how you've not felt in a cinema. And I think the ending, the final shot of Evolution is, is it's, it's burnt into my retina. It's into my mind. I can't stop thinking about some of the scenes when the boys are all sort of grouped together and some of the testing that's done. There's there's just there's just a lot of ideas in there. There's a lot of if you liked under the skin, there's stuff for you there. You're trying to work out initially this how this peculiar group this is this is this earth, is this France? What is what you just have no idea what's going on. It's all about texture and tone and sound design. And by the end, I'm not entirely sure what I've seen, but it's it stayed with me, and it's a, a dark, t- black tar of a, a feeling. Um, so yes, in at number three. And number three for me is Andrea Arnold's American Honey, Honey. Uh, one which we didn't feature this year. It's every, it's a bit of everything. It's a bit of fun. It's quite emotional. It's quite happy at times. It's it's probably the closest I've ever come to relating to a coming of age film, which pretty much solely focuses on uh, a female it's it's relatable in ways which i'm still not entirely sure how it's enjoyable in ways which i'm still not entirely sure how it's really good and if you haven't seen it i thought it's three <laughs> hours well spent number three for me is ken loach's i daniel blake wow <laughs> that's a shocker <laughs> really i gave it five stars at the time okay as i said at the time I think it was my first, well, after Wind of Shakespeare, it's my second Ken Loach film. So I, I went in blind to the the social commentary, which is probably putting it kindly, that, that Ken Loach often slaps right in the face, in you in the face with when it comes to his films. But I absolutely lapped this up. It was a, an Odeon screen unseen. So I had, I didn't have much expectation going into this film. Didn't really know much about it at all, other than it was kind of about the benefits and, and sort of the welfare system. And uh, it completely knocked me. It was I thought it was brilliant. And one of those films, and this is, I suppose, why I, I feel it's so good, is it's one of those films that I've absolutely just wanted to shout to the hills about. I've told pretty much everyone that I, that I, I speak to about films to go and see this film because, for me, it was important an important insight into that world that I, fortunately enough, had never interacted with and, and, and haven't really interacted with anyone who has been in that predicament, in that environment, and it really opened my eyes to, to that world. So, for me, it probably it had such a big impact on me it, it, it you know it um, transcended film and that's why it's my uh, it breaks into my top three I think you put it in there for the for good reasons thank I agree you. with everything that you said thank you but it just well, it's not I disagree yeah I agree with I agree with the reasons why for you it was warranted being put in there nice one James cool Although it's been nominated for an awful lot of awards, I'm worried it's going to win. Well, it's BAFTA, so because it's a British film. It's yeah, that's what be, I mean. It, it feels yeah. already a bit win predetermined film, and a bit. It? I don't know. Number two, 
In at number two, I'm going for your boy Joachim Trier's Louder Than Bombs, which is one of those. I, I, maybe what you were kind of getting out of the American... I don't know what it is about Louder Than Bombs. I, I think great, great films. You can't quite pin down exactly what it is that gets you. But I just keep... I mean, the risky business sequence, the surreal wood sequence, walking the walking home, the oh, just Isabelle Hubert staring just just there she's looming at the scene of her eyes her face a minute long shot of just her looking in the mirror square on shot very nearly brought me to tears at the time for reasons again I cannot explain it's just stayed with me and the fact that Jesse Eisenberg was far from being the highlight of it I think says quite a lot on how what a powerful film it was but um yeah I just can't yeah just that's it if you can't stop thinking about it it must be good but in a good way yeah for sure at two for me is The Neon Demon. It's dark, it's twisted in ways which I couldn't ever have possibly imagined <laughs> before watching it. Um, and it, it pushes boundaries in the right direction. <laughs> I feel like people will be looking back on this year and remembering this film for, for starting something. With Some of those images. It, it's stirring. It, it's super... It's it's the only film to make me feel this certain way this year. I mean, apart from that, not turning, uh, not turning animals, scene. There's a sickly feeling, which is a, also a sort of good feeling. If it's a strong feeling, it's a strong feeling, and it completely achieves exactly it's what NR, feeling, right? NRW or is it NWR tries to achieve and yep. wants me to feel. Bar a slightly still not sure of the final five minutes, maybe it could have crept into number one but it's, it's cemented in at the number two spot. And my number two, again, sorry, is the aforementioned Nocturnal Animals, which Ooh, I think for all the same reasons, really, that, that Robbie sort of presented it with, there is that just thrilling and deeply unsettling uh, scene, I suppose, but it, it's more than that, really, isn't it? I mean, it's a set piece, really, of, um, of Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Golden Globe-winning Aaron Taylor-Johnson, scaring and uh, sorry scaring Jake Gyllenhaal and his um, his family but that is just one thing of a of what is a very simple storyline but done uh, with some twists and turns that I did see coming I think the atmosphere in that film is, is fantastic it looks brilliant the performances are great and it was one of those films that a lot of people were saying good things about but I didn't half expect it to get anywhere near that level and it met every single one of those expectations which I was incredibly surprised and surpassed which I was surprised by and therefore is my numero deuce so finally our number one our, each of our number ones our favourite film it's not what we think are technically the best films of the year these are our favourite movies of the year yeah was it your number one at mid-year was it Victoria it was Midnight Special it was Midnight ah, Special okay. Oh, it's not, is it? Oh, but I no. am going for Sebastian Schipper. Uh, wonderful. I'm not even going to mention the gimmick because it's not a gimmick. It's not even. It's not even what makes this film. Victoria is comfortably the year's best film, and you know we'll all try and say that objectively. We think that's the best film. Um, this is a film that was brought to a lot of people's attention due to the fact that it's two hours twenty minutes long, and it is actually one entire shot they did three attempts three days in a row very early in the morning but that's but as much as that doesn't allow you to ever let up from this 
female's plight. She's one minute she starts off. She's she's clubbing in in Berlin. She's having the best time of her life. Before you know it, she's been take hanging out with some uh, some friendly young men. Then she's getting brought into the criminal underworld of a city, and then trying to get the heck out of there. The fact that you're that you don't ever get to look away is part of the is a small part of the reason why it's so good. But the Nils from uh, score, the fact that <laughs> it just it just takes you to places that I you you go on a, a night out in a in a big in a new city and you wander around and you 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 feel like you're doing that through her gaze. She's speaking to people that know where they're going, what they're doing. The way you walk around, the sheer adventure, the different places they go to, and the as well this Alaya Leia Costa who mm. has been nominated for a Rising Star Award mm. at the BAFTA um, it's just an, an impossibly good performance the varying emotions I mean there's you think it's you think it's all over it's just, there's so much joy and desperation and the final as isn't, again it's not a powerful final image but you just when the credits come I think you just exhale I, I certainly exhaled and just sat there and just it took, it took quite a long time to gather myself together again but um and i think it is available on netflix now so you can all enjoy it but it's 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 just wonderful and it there's and there is really nothing you can honestly say there is nothing quite like it it's just perfect my my number one is room saw it quite ah oh, don't give me that you're being boring face robbie oh god wait till he hears mine it's a little- <laughs> The st- I w- watched it quite early on in the year, I guess, uh, and it sat with me, and it's only got better. It's sort of split into to two. The first half taking you on one journey, and the second half just ah, uh, j- it just finds its way to cement its itself in in my heart for years to come. Brie Larson and bloody Jacob Tremblay just knocked their performances out of the park. I honestly. It felt like years since I'd seen something so honest. I think it's a film for everyone. I think anyone could not necessarily enjoy this film, but see the reasons behind it and and at least get something from it. Spotlight's on you, James. Is <laughs> Brilliant. Robbie Pun, it's a drink. My number one is Thomas McCarthy's Spotlight. Uh, well, Oscar winning, yeah. The uh, Academy Award winner for Best Picture. Spotlight, which I, I think for me was... Uh, a film which had again an incredible amount of buzz attached to it what I had thought was just because of the story what was a very controversial story but I think a story everyone now realised needed to be told and and often cinematically is the easiest way to tell it without offending people or without having someone to, to spread the news I suppose I don't I knew of the scandal but I didn't really know of the Boston Globe's role behind it and I think this film chronicles their involvement with it there are some outstanding performances in there as well as a fantastic story in general it's it's a film that i have i think i said right at the beginning of the year it was my favorite film of of the oscar year and and it has stayed throughout the whole 12 months that that, that is still comfortably uh, my favorite film of the year and similarly what you just said about room um although i would argue more legitimately so because of the storyline of this this is a film that I think everyone should see because I think it's an important story for people to know that this atrocity happened and is still happening. And I think it's an important film for people to see. And similar to I, Daniel Blake, really opened my eyes to 
some terrible things that go on that I didn't realise went on, really. Which means that this year's communal straightjack number one is X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. Yay. That's our Razzie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's, come, that's the worst of the year. <laughs> Wait, did yeah, you guys Great shout. Did we discuss this? Yeah, no, I think you're right.